It's been an exciting start to UMAC play on the men's side, and we are so pleased to welcome in our first players to the pod for this season, a pair of UW Superior Yellow Jackets, Javon Walker and Joseph Fahrenholtz to the pod. Guys, this is the only time where I'll have you both speak at the same time, but thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. So... We're going to have each of you introduce the other one. So I'll just say, Javon, would you start with introducing to our audience and to Wyatt and I, Joseph Fahrenholtz? Well, uh, guys, you know, we got Joseph Fahrenholtz, he's a 6'9 big man. Uh, you know, he's just a real versatile player. You know, he's really improved this year on the offensive end and, you know, especially defense. You know, he anchors us just as a leader and, you know, one of our, you know, better scorers and better rebounders. So. Excellent. And uh, Joseph, same thing with Javon. Yeah, man, Javon Walker. Uh, you guys know who he is exactly. Um, a guy that loves to attack the open space, loves to knock down those mid-range jumpers. Um, he's a guy you can't give too much room to to operate with, otherwise he's going to take you to his advantage. Um, huge leader on the team, huge just impact player on the team for the last uh, three years he's been here. And, uh, just as good as he is on the court, he's an amazing guy off the court as well. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I'd love to hear that, guys. So my first question for you tonight, maybe some background about you guys. What led you to Superior? Did you always know you wanted to play basketball in college? Joseph, if you want to start first, and then Javon, you can go next. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, actually, going into my senior year, I had no uh, college looks at all. I uh, I had some previous injuries in the year before that kind of ultimately led me to not to play AU at all. Um, kind of really didn't get to play high school basketball either with these injuries. Um, so going into my senior year, I worked out with one of my trainers, and uh, he got me some looks um, at the D3 level. And um, I was actually playing an opponent school that uh, was getting recruited by, I think, UW Superior or Eau Claire. And... Um, then I got a call from Coach P, and he asked me to come up on a visit, and I came up here. And at the time, I was already kind of looking at a different school to come into. And I was around my area, and I thought I was really going to go there. But once I came here and visited Superior and, you know, so what the culture was like, I just had to be here. So, I mean, Coach Coach Bukowski is really the reason why I came to know Superior. And, uh, Javon, what about you? Uh, I mean, for me, honestly, my senior year was the the start of the pandemic, so everything kind of got shut down. And uh, I mean, we were done with basketball at the time, but um, I wasn't really looking into playing college basketball. I was kind of content with uh, being a regular student and uh, just going to another college and you know doing anything besides basketball. But then coach kind of hit me up one day uh and you know he told me about the team he said he wanted to get me on a call a little zoom call with the team to for for me to fill them out and uh we did that and i mean there was like an instant connection you know they they accepted me openly uh some of them you know dm'd me on instagram you know asking about me you know how i was doing they knew i was interested in superior and uh kind of just went from there 
You guys mentioned Coach Polkowski's influence on your decision of coming to Superior, and I want to circle back to him in a little bit, but you guys are coming off of last week a trip down to Florida, and any time that you can do that near the end of December when you're up in the Midwest, I'm sure you take that sign sealed, delivered, no questions asked, but you also get to play two basketball games down there, and you have one really eye-popping result and a top-10 win and then another big win to follow it up Wondering if you would just describe what that experience was like, and if you want, you can start with the top 10 win over John Carroll, I guess. We can start with you on this one, Javon. What went into that ballgame? You had a huge game, part of leading your team to that victory. Um, You knew it was going to be a really tough opponent, but you guys clearly came ready to roll, had a huge first half, and then hung on. What was it like to have such a big win like that on the road, and then how do you celebrate a big top 10 win? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a big, big win. Um, we came in there. We knew that, you know, they're going to be a tough team to play against. They're going to be a tough matchup for us. But, you know, that didn't, you know, scare us or, you know, it didn't really strike too much fear because we knew or we know that we're also a really good team, uh, especially on the defensive side. So we came in and, you know, we played like dogs. And, you know, it was just a great feeling to get that win and to, uh, know that you know or to put other teams on notice that you know we can compete with the best of the best and uh i mean we were in florida um it was it was a business trip so we couldn't celebrate kind of uh too crazy you know we were obviously really happy got back into the locker room kind of like march madness spraying uh water over our coach's head so uh i mean it was just a great feeling uh throughout the whole process and I think that initial run to start the game really helped us. Joseph, anything to add to what Javon said? I mean, even just the whole experience going down to Naples and getting a big win like that, what was that like in your eyes? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Um, to backtrack a little bit, we actually drove down to Florida on a bus. So <laughs> on the way down there, we were already pretty uh, together, if you want to say. <laughs> A little bit too much so i mean we kind of just wanted to get out and go play right away so i mean we had a lot of energy just to move and uh i remember in the locker room coach told us that we had to come out and punch first because we that's not our team we can just come out at halftime and punch that's a that's a game we gotta be playing at our best every play and i remember i can't remember what it was but it was in the first half we, we were shooting free throws and i looked up the score and it was 28 to 9 and i was like wow we are just making a run right now and then um, I think there was like 50 seconds left in the game and we were up like 10 and I still felt like, okay, we still got to keep the gas on these guys because they can do anything <laughs> like, you know, they're a top, they're a top 10 team for a reason. So, you know, we were just trying to apply pressure the whole game and, you know, just trying to outwork them, I guess. But, you know, getting in the locker room and, you know, kind of just really realizing why wow, we just beat number 18 in the country was just a really good feeling because we've been talking about getting a signature win this year. And I mean, that's definitely a signature win for us. So that was just awesome. Obviously we're in Florida, so it makes it the whole trip, trip better. But as far as celebrating, we, some of us got wing stop after the game. So that was probably the best celebration. <laughs> we about it, so. <laughs> I love that. Hey, I'm going to actually go off the court with this next question, so I'm glad you said that. Uh, is Wingstop the go-to place for like a big win, or if you got your choice, let's say you win the UMAC later this year, you can have any meal you want. Joseph, you start, then Javon. I mean, what's the go-to when you, you pick up a big win or you're celebrating something? 
Oh man, Chipotle. That's just okay. That's just the <laughs> I could eat Chipotle for the rest of my life for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what What about you, Javon? Uh, I mean, I I kind of agree with him. You know, Chipotle is a great <laughs> place to just kind of go to. But uh, if we're kind of like you said, you know, potential to win the UMAC, kind of celebrating. Uh, I mean, the first place that comes to mind is Guad's. Uh, Guadalajara is a Mexican restaurant that we have. So. Mm. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I well, take back my answer. Like as a team, we're going to Quads for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Why didn't I? will have to uh, write that down the next time we're out. Uh, superior way to try to check that out. So appreciate that. <laughs> Guys, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I wanted to circle back to your head coach, Greg Pulkowski. Why didn't I have seen him in person multiple times and then, you know, watching streams and whatnot? Seems like he's a guy that really, really gets into it during the game, especially when you guys are on defense. He's moving up and down the sideline, getting into a stance here and there. For those listening who don't know him as well, how would you describe what it's like to play for him, whether it be you guys are on a road trip and you're driving down to Florida, like you mentioned, or it's a practice and it's a grind getting ready for a season, or it's in the locker room at halftime during a game. What is it like to play for Coach Polkowski? Javon, you can start with this one. Uh, honestly, you just have you have to be mentally strong because uh, he'll tell you like it is. And, you know, even even myself, sometimes I don't like to hear it, but – you know, I know uh, he knows what he's talking about. Like, he knows his players very well. Uh, he knows kind of how to push their buttons to kind of get him in the uh, right mindset. So um, just that, you know, you have to be mentally strong to be able to play for him. You know, you can't be just willy-nilly, I guess, so to speak. You have to always stay uh, – what's the word? I guess – on your toes you have to stay on edge because uh, he brings the energy and you know it's big for us honestly joseph how about you what's it like to play for coach polkowski yeah man um that guy's gonna do what he thinks is best for the team um every day every practice like he just has so much energy there's not a time of practice where he's not you know on the court you know running or like blowing his whistle or getting up up in your face sometimes and tell me how things should be. He just has so much passion. And so, you know, I, I would, I would love, I love having a coach like that. That's going to show he cares so much. And then, you know, having him in the game and celebrating when we're celebrating a world, when we're getting excited, he's getting excited. Like he genuinely wants um, the team to succeed. So it's, it's, it's fun playing for him. He has a lot of energy. I'm not going to limit you guys to Superior here with this question, but if it's at Superior, that's fine. Do you guys have a favorite basketball memory growing up, or maybe it was beating John Carroll, for instance, this past week? Maybe that's the best memory you guys have. But what's like the best of the best up to this point from your playing days? Javon, you can start us. Uh, from my playing days, uh, honestly, this this might be recency biased, but <laughs> just that. <laughs> That feeling uh, from that John Carroll win, that, that's that's unmatched. Uh, we were actually talking about it. We said, you know, 30 years from now when we're all just hanging out, we're going to come back, we're going to remember saying, hey, you guys remember that Florida trip? How we bust down, uh, <laughs> drove a bus down there? Uh, well, we're going to remember it now even more because of that win, that statement win. So that might be a little recency biased, but I'm, I'm going to roll with it. And what about you, Joseph? Would you echo that? 
oh man, for sure that that feeling is unmatched. Just when that buzzer goes off and you're between that one, like against John Carroll, like that, it's just a crazy feeling for sure. Man. So we we've talked a little bit about the John Carroll game and, and rightfully so, but we want to talk a little bit about in conference as well. And you guys are one and one in UMAC play early on, and that resumes on Saturdays. You guys will host Northland, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to circle back to your guys' UMAC opener, actually, when we go back to December the 9th. You knew it was going to be a tough road test. You guys and Bethany have had some big-time battles over the last couple of years. I mean, why didn't I talk so much about your guys' quarterfinal matchup against them last year in the UMAC playoffs and how tight that thing was in Mankato? You go back to that site. You guys are down 17 points with under five to go. Most people are thinking, okay, this game is over. Bethany's going to win comfortably. You find a way to push all the way back, tie things up with 17 seconds, and then you unfortunately fall 85 to 82. But, Joseph, we'll start with you on this one. What did that show about this year's Yellow Jacket team and what led to that comeback in belief? Was there something said in the huddle or between players of like, hey, until we see triple zeros up on the board, it's not over. What what was that like on that Friday night in Mankato? Yeah, man, we're just we're just a team that's not gonna quit. We don't care what the numbers on the scoreboard. We're just gonna keep pushing. So, I mean, obviously that that's on your head. Like, okay, they're up seventeen. Like, I mean, you draw attention to it, but it's not something you don't think is unrealistic. Because I feel like you're giving up on yourself and your teammates. But um, just that feeling of coming back was was comfortable, but obviously coming up short. At the very end is, um, you know, something that, you know, still doesn't sit with me pretty well. And um, obviously the team not too well, but, you know, we're, we'll play them again. So we're hoping for a different result. But, um, yeah, I just didn't say right then. But we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, seeing them soon. You guys absolutely will. Javon, do you feel like, I mean, I know it's a loss and you guys probably aren't into taking, you know, moral victories. But did that kind of feel like a little bit of a turning point maybe I know there's a lot of games left but to propel you into the last five games and specifically your wins in Florida do you feel like that night in Mankato was kind of a boost for you guys moving forward uh definitely I mean if you anybody you know who pays close attention to us a lot of our games have been mostly close games uh single digit point losses or you know single digit wins even uh but Kind of coming back to what Joseph said, you know, we're just a team that never gives up. You know, it doesn't matter what's on the scoreboard. We're going to fight to the end. So, You guys uh, look at uh, before your, you know, careers come to an end here at Superior. Is, you know, the UMAC championship, is that the, the, the ultimate goal? Have you talked about that as a team? Do you feel you have the capabilities to go and do that? Obviously, you, you must because you just beat the number eighth ranked team in the nation. So you probably feel good that if you play your very best, you can win the UMAC this year. Is that something you have discussed as a group and, you know, put up on the whiteboard, if you will, at the beginning of the year? Uh, I mean, it's always, even from my first year here as a barrier, it's always the number one goal has always been UMAC championship. Because uh, at the end of the day, I think with everybody in sports, um, the number one thing, you know, they want that feeling of winning. Uh, so no matter each and every year, it's always going to be UMAC championship. Uh, that's the first goal. But then... That second goal after UMAC championship is a national championship because I believe 
nobody I don't think Superior's won a UMAC championship yet. So, you know, we wanna kind of write history for the school. Is that how you feel about it too, Joseph? Yeah, man, ever uh, ever since I've been here, that's just always been something we wrote down on the board. Um obviously when I was here as a freshman with uh Alan Anderson, Dean Malenkovich, uh Colt Williams, Mac Dog, uh Joe Kramer, just players like that, they were you know, a big influence on why they win the UMAC, and I actually thought we were going to win it uh, our freshman year when we came out seven and zero. But yeah, ever since then, it's just been a huge focus on that and just believing and trusting that we can actually do it. And um, it's starting to look pretty realistic, and I feel like the confidence is there. So if we can just keep, you know, sticking to us and being us, I feel like we can. One second, one one second, Ryan, before you go to the coach. And you mentioned the name Joe Kramer there, Joseph. So I played with him in high school. He was a grade older than me. Is is he still around coaching this year? Because I know he was coaching for a little bit. Yeah, man, he's still here. He's he's an assistant coach um, here. And he he's a big part of our team. Uh, he's a big vocal leader. And just as a coach, um, he helps us with a lot of stuff like skills training and just talking. He's just uh, – huge part of our team for sure yeah you'll have to uh, tell him why it uh, morell says hi tell him to listen to the pod too he should he should uh, get on board with that but uh, no good good to hear he's still around just had to throw that in there he's he's a great guy and uh, definitely knows what he's talking about that's for sure so guys i'm going to take you off the floor just one more time we like to ask this to players when we get them on because you know you guys are really good athletes and you know we're thankful that you're choosing to play basketball and that we get the opportunity to watch you compete in the umac but I'm sure you played other sports growing up and that you at least like one other sport. I mean, maybe you don't, and this is a terrible question, but we like to ask um, players when we get them on, if you had to play another sport, basketball wasn't an option, but you were going to go all out and be the best you could be at some other sport, what would you be playing? Why and what position would you be playing in that sport? Javon, we'll uh, have you start with this one. Uh, For me, it's easily football. Uh, I always played football growing up. I had a love for it. Um, I even the only reason I didn't play football in high school because uh, I was in Texas at the time and you know Texas is extremely hot so my ultimate decision was to my ultimate decision to stop playing football was because I didn't want to do two a days in that hot weather uh, so I mean easily football would have been my other option uh, I would Play, I would have been playing receiver. That's what I played uh, my whole life growing up. So, I mean, I just love the game, but, I mean, not more than basketball. That's fair. Joseph, how about you? Um, <clears throat> man, wow. Honestly, probably golf because I feel like that's a, that's a sport that is just kind of pretty independent and that's kind of just everything relies on, on yourself. And I feel like um, golfing is just an underrated sport and, all the stuff that kind of goes into it, being a good golfer, like the weather plays a role, um, you know, just like little things like that. I think golf is pretty underrated. So I think if I were to quit basketball today, I think all my all my effort would go into golf. Sure. 
Yeah, me and uh, Ryan can get I mean, on board. Why we can I like get... that a lot. We're we're, <laughs> yeah. we're big time golf guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, I can I can appreciate that answer. I know Ryan can as well. Uh, this is really the last one I got for you guys. And then if Ryan has more, I'm not sure what he'll have left. But all I want to know at this point is as you get ready for UMAC play to resume, uh, how, how has practice been going since you got back from Florida? You got Northland coming up, uh, I believe, on Saturday. So that'll be a, a good one for you guys there. Uh, what do you guys uh, kind of been doing here? Has it been going well getting adjusted being back here uh, in Minnesota? And is it kind of go time now? Is that kind of the message now that uh, conference play starts? starts to roll uh, for real now. Uh, Joseph, go ahead first. Um, yeah, obviously it's time to really dial in and um, keep practicing hard the way we have been. But, yeah, Coach said when we got back, he said, you know, it's, it's straight business now. Like every we need, we need to win every single game from here on out and just um, bring it every day in practice. Um, he calls it win each practice every day. So um, that's what I'm going to say. We need to win every practice before we get to – every matchup that we have for the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, Florida was a great trip, but it's time to put that behind us. Uh, now it's kind of, in terms of this season, it's in, it's in the past. And we know that conference play, anything can happen. So we can't just go out there lackadaisical. And we got to be ready to fight each and every game, each and every practice. Uh, be willing to get better, you know, no matter how tough uh, it is, just be uh, have the right mindset to endure kind of that uh, fight that uh, we know we got to be ready for. Last kind of thought that I have for you guys. Um, so from a distance, Wyatt and I and others, we kind of looked at superior men's basketball over the years and say, you know what, they're going to bring it every single night, especially on the defensive side of the basketball. They're going to hang their hat there. They're going to be really good. I've heard your coach talk in the past and say, we're not sacrificing anything on the defensive end of the floor. All the details have to be right there, and then we want to play team basketball on the offensive side. So, again, this is from an outsider's perspective, but sometimes we say, do they have enough offense to compete with, let's say, a Crown or a Northwestern or a Bethany when they're really scoring at a high level? And I think you guys have had some answers to that this season so far. Your three-point numbers are really good when you look around the league, and then what you did against John Carroll, you're proving – that you can score 80-plus to win basketball games. This is all leading to my question for the identity of this year's team and what you guys feel like is that one thing that can propel you to the top and be in a position where you're in a UMAC semifinal, a UMAC championship. Is there one thing that sticks out, whether it's shooting the three ball or rebounding really well or finding a way to you know create turnovers, whatever it may be, that will set this team apart to achieve that goal that you talked about earlier of winning a UMAC title? Does one thing in specific maybe stick out? Joseph, you can start with this one. Yeah, man, just keeping our, our identity on defense and just really understanding our roles on the defensive end. Um, uh, all five of us have a different role on the defensive side, I'd say. Um, so if we can just keep doing that, man, I'm, I'm not too nervous about it. Our offense is going to come. We have five players on the floor constantly that are capable to to score when they need to and um yeah not too worried about scoring the basketball too much and we're just gonna really stick to our identities playing defense as hard as we can yeah i'll agree uh, our defensive identity i think might be our best asset uh just because of the energy that comes with it you know you have a good defensive possession and now 
that, you know, if it's a turnover, you know, it leads to easy offense or, you know, even if, you know, they do score, you know, you have that energy on the defensive end and, you know, you have the other team tired from kind of that rough defense that you were just playing. Uh, and, you know, they're maybe they're not too hot on defense, but like Joseph said, I'm not really too worried about the scoring side uh, because I know that we have the players that can, you know, put the ball in the basket. Uh, I think that we have the best three-point shooter in the UMAC in uh, Reed Johnson. Uh, so I'm not really too worried about scoring as long as we continue to play hard-nosed defense like we always have been. You know, I think we compete with anybody. Great stuff, guys. Those are some uh, really good nuggets. Do appreciate that and uh, appreciate how generous you both have been with your time and chatting with us. Best of luck on Saturdays. You guys host Northland and get back to UMAC play. And I just have to drop this in real quick before we wrap up. We are specifically watching your two guys' performances as well as your whole team. But why didn't I do this thing called fantasy basketball where we each drafted eight guys before the season started? Joseph, you were drafted on Ryan's squad. Wyatt, he took... Javon Walker. So, Joseph, keep putting up points. Keep putting up rebounds. I'm looking forward to seeing those box scores and a few double-doubles. And we're going to be keeping a close eye on you two guys. So, uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for the opportunity.